0: Hey guys, welcome to The Switches. I hope that you are having a wonderful week, day, moment, or month, and or year, uh, depending on when you are listening to this. So today, I'm just going to go through a really, really cool way of connecting with your partner um, underneath. A gorgeous full moon or a harvest moon if that is what you guys are looking for or a blood moon Um, and uh, it's also something that you can do underneath a really beautiful full clear sunny day Um, and what I'm about to say is more along the lines of sort of a herbal um, herbalism uh, magic herbalism type uh, podcast, I guess, and um, it will pull into a little bit of some witchcraft. So be prepared for that. Um, And again, like everything that we do, um, we're setting out to have an intention of purity and honesty and trust and faith and kindness, light, love and energy. So I guess I'll kind of um, describe how this how I conjured, <laughs> how I conjured up this um, fabulous idea. So, as you know, I have been um, practicing shamanic um, practices, witchcraft practices, I'm studying herbalism. Um, I'm a massage therapist. You know, the list goes on and on. But one of these days, I was sitting with my husband and. Um, because of this podcast, I have been more and more enlightened with all of the things that I know about um, witchcraft, shamanism, pow- potion making, um, spell box making pendulums, all of that sort of interesting and magical world. And it came to me in a dream that it was time for myself to actually go ahead and explore potions. And it's a bit weird to say out loud as I sit here and think to myself, oh my god, I'm excited to explore potions. Um, But I ended up making a potion for myself that I gave to my husband and my husband made one for me and gave it to me. And we used... um, We used the energy of the moon the other night um, when we couldn't attend a moon ceremony. We thought, well, let's just have our own and bless our own home. So what I did was I first of all grounded myself and cleared the space using um, a blue sage ceremony stick. So I just lit it and uh, I allowed the smoke to just sort of wander and swiddle around and really just a- allow us to be in the outdoor space that we were in with our fire going and um, comfied up on the blankets and in, and in the couch the patio and I just ask the universe to please bless both my husband myself and our son and our home and our three dogs so first and foremost, step one if you're going to plan on trying to make a little bit of a potion you really, 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 really want to make sure that you've cleared the space and you've cleared yourself and you've ridden yourself of any sort of negative energy. Um, but most of the time, if you're a good person, you'll get really great results. So that's just kind of the first rule of thumb. So in a glass cauldron or basin, um, I put in, um, you know, fresh water, and each of the uh, herbs and spices and and energies that I put into it, I just said thank you to before I put them in. So I am calling this the first moon, um, the first moon spell. And it's kind of um, inspired by the intuitive doula. um, And she had talked to me about Uh, her draw to the moon and it's kind of interesting because um, we all are very drawn to the moon and and you know perhaps I might have to book her for a podcast when she's got time but we are all drawn to the moon and you know something magical does happen when there is a full moon especially uh, the first of october that moon was just gorgeous um she had a, a full moon ceremony on the 30th which i think was amazing success and she also did um a uh, a ceremony for a new mom that she is um helping to bring a new life into the world so To you, honey. Um, Anyway, back to my rambling on. Um, So I took this glass basin and I had filled it with water. And the first and foremost thing, mostly that I know about potions or herbal uh, magic herbs, is that you need a grounder. Um, So I have uh, sand from uh, Maui. Uh, actually from Oahu sorry part of me from Oahu that uh, that I handpicked that had a very magical moment for me and um, it, I call it sacred sand and you can actually purchase sacred sand if you want um, but it's sometimes better to use your own um, sand that you can find and I put it in the base of the bowl and then on top of that I added a beautiful clean sea salt and these are just mostly to help ground um i proceeded to add in life everlasting which is a magic um, herb you can actually ingest this one and um, it is meant to ward off illness it kind of has a little bit of a chamomile feel and taste and smell and you can uh, brew this uh, everlasting life everlasting each morning uh, before eating and drinking and just ask for the energies of that beautiful herb to give you longevity and health, and and to pass the pass the illness if you have one. But adding it to the bowl for us, um, we were utilizing it for its potency in health and healing. Um, just as we go into the. October with the school year and our son, we wanted to make sure that our our home is healthy and and ready and ready for any of those kind of crazy changes. Um, I went on to use a little bit of valerian, and um, it's more of a feminine herb. It comes from the planet Venus, or actually, it's on Earth, but it draws in the planet Venus, and its element works really. Its element is water, and it works really well adding it to um, to a little bit of a potion. And the idea with this one is it is a bit stinky, so it does have a, it does have a little bit of a potent um, smell to it, but um, it is. Originally, uh, the Greeks used to um, put valerian in each of their windows to ward off any kind of evil. Um, and sometimes you can grind up the root and use it as what they would call a, a graveyard dust. So we just really wanted to clarify that um, because I'm an intuitive person, um, same with my husband and son, that we wanted to make sure we clear the air and really protect our home and our and our house. And, um, you know, it really pulls in a lot of love-based energy, which is really exciting. So after we went ahead and um, sprinkled some of that valerian root in, we went ahead and used some mullein leaf. And mullein leaf can be referred to, um, you know, as old um, uh, holtman's fennel, um, lots of different, different names of velvet plants but it is again using a bit more of a feminine energy and again it's meant it's mostly meant to use as a divine energy tool and we were using it to encourage our courage in our home so we wanted to really make sure that once we were creating our potion we wanted to be strong enough to handle all of the changes that were to come after that and just a big heads up I am doing a podcast obviously after our full moon uh, potion ceremony that we did have and there were there was a significant change that happened Um, so I will be happy to tell you about that Um, we used some yukon pine um, some brow yukon and um, it is a very masculine strong um, herb and Um, You can use it for fertility. We were using it for money. Um, We wanted to make sure that not only can we feel changes coming, but that we really want to be able to retain our our money and increase um, the ability to have money enough to support ourselves we're not asking to be billionaires which would be nice I'm definitely not going to say no to that universe but you know the thing is is that we wanted to just be able to have a little bit of money coming through and we're hoping that we would be able to financially support both of my educational needs my husband's educational needs and our and our son's educational needs um, in, a, in a fashion that makes it easy for us to be able to still continue to do the things that we really, really want to do. So now we've got a grounding tool. We've got our health. We've got our protection. We've got our, um, our money. We've got our courage. Um, and we went on to add a little bit of... Uh, Galangal, G-A-L-A-N-G-A-L, so I'm probably not saying that correctly, but um, this one is really meant, we really used it, it means a lot of different things, but we really wanted to use it um, to bring in good luck, but to also break any kind of hexes, Um, not that we think we've ever had a hex put on us in this lifetime but perhaps in our last lifetime both my husband and I have come from extremely humble beginnings and um very painful beginnings um You know, uh, there was a lot of pain on on his family and a lot of pain on mine. And when we got together 10 years ago, it was a very hard mountain to climb. And, you know, this is our first time in 10 years making a potion together. And um, I looked at him and I just said, you know, as crazy and as kooky as you think it might be, maybe you know, I believe this this will just work. And to help us break past ties with poverty, break past ties with abusive behavior or uh, negative behavior, maybe it'll give us an opportunity to really spring ourselves forward in a loving, kind, and hopeful manner. And we were... We have done past life regression with each other, which I could talk about in a different way uh, at a different time, but we really did have some entities some energies that would follow us around and Um, a very oppressive feeling would follow us around. And it it, it did actually start to affect our son. So we just held hands and we put this in and we just asked, we just asked the universe to make sure that if there is in this life or a past life attached to either one of us or our son to release any and relinquish any regrets, or resentments that we might have that will that we may have brought forward into this new lifestyle and life that we have for ourselves, and we're, we are asking it to be broken. And not only does it act as a, um, you know, again a money a money conjuring tool, but it does it does really do a lot um, for psychic development and guards. And so when it's used in a sort of a hexing break situation. Um, you know, the thing is is it's it's important to also recognize how powerful this herb can be and that um you know our intentions were pure. Our intentions were honest and real and genuine. And so we were able to create the opportunity to relieve that um feeling of of hex that we thought we have. Um, and of course, you know, no potion. Is complete without a little bit of dragon's blood so it is actually dragon's blood powder that we used and it's a beautiful crimson type red you can use it as an incense to burn um, to smolder on a, a piece of charcoal and it the smell is delicious it's actually quite uh, aroma therapy beneficial and it it is originally used um, you know, um, for women and, and, and for women who are, are feeling like, um, I can't have a baby or, um, or their men, their husbands are, um, not able to have a baby. And so dragon's blood would be, um, you know, run through the air. Um, and it has a very masculine, masculine, um, sense to it. And it, um, when you sprinkle it around the house or burn it as an incense, it is an extremely strong protector. It will rid any kind of negativity or um, quote evil sense or oppressive senses around. And because of our last, my last little blip there, we added dragon's blood, and I've burned it lots. I love the smell of it. It is extremely potent and um, very, very powerful. Um, the other thing that's kind of cool, because we used um, sea salt, we know that dragon's blood and sea salt um, can actually mix quite well together to create like a red salt. Um, and I didn't have any black salt, so I created um, a red salt with the dragon's blood and the and the sea salt. And it is meant to just kind of calm down a household if you're sprinkling it around. So, we put it into our into our um, energy potion because we wanted to really create an ability for our home to have a little bit more of a calm feeling there's a lot of um, changes that are happening and my son um, has been sent home a couple times with a sore throat and you know he's had a huge amount of change in his life right now with having to wear glasses and a mask and go to school Um, and so he came home the other day before this before we did this and um, he was just a hot mess he was so sad he um, I made the mistake of getting him transition lenses which are the lenses that darken when you're outside and so he had to wear a mask and his room was bright in his classroom and he said no one can see my eyes, no one can hear me or see my mouth, I feel like people don't know me and you know the fact is is that is a real, (laughs) that is a real problem with this pandemic And and it worries me what we are trying to do, we're trying to protect our Ourselves, our vulnerable peoples, you know, and our kids. But at the same time, you know, we're also creating a new social problem. And, you know, witnessing it firsthand with my son just totally broke my heart. Like, he didn't know how to express himself. He couldn't use his voice. He couldn't use his mouth. He couldn't show with his eyes. You know, how do you. How do you express yourself with almost zero facial recognition? And, um, you know, even now, people are so used to wearing these masks, you wonder if their faces haven't ever had a smile on them in a while. (laughs) So, you know, we really wanted to create a calmer, calmer feel in the home, but also a very positive one. Um, And then of course, as you guys all know, I totally love my rose hips. So I threw in some beautiful rose hips. And the biggest thing about them is when you think of rose, you think of love. And the reality is, is I just, I made this potion for not just my family, my husband, for myself, but I, I, I basically believe that what you put out there in the world has a ripple effect and it will transcend and, you know, help you move forward into a beautiful, loving community. And our ultimate goal, anybody who is of any kind of intuitive background right now knows that this is this is the time, this is our time to shine and show how much love and light and energy and all the woo woo and craziness that we've all talked about can actually transmit and transcend to others. And so um, that was my intention with my potion. And so anyway, so we put all this stuff into this big beautiful glass bowl and we would swirl it around no utensils no nothing in there except for the herbs and the water itself and as we would slosh it around um, against the moonlight and the fire we were slowly creating an energy in there that was getting charged up by a lot of beautiful feeling uh, a lot of great uh, moonlight and heat from the fire and I don't know why, but I felt an intuitive sense to talk into the bowl. So the bowl has quite a big opening. I could put pretty much my face in there. And I did. I talked to the bowl. I, I told this energy potion that I really wanted to get rid of the fear, the fear of no income coming in, the fear of what's going to happen Um, when and if there is a secondary or third wave how are we going to cope as a family and i asked for strength and power and enlightenment and the ability to just be happy with where i am at this point in time and not to conjure negative thoughts that could potentially influence my future i i asked um, for our dogs to stay healthy and everyone that i know and love um, with the biggest of intentions to stay love and healthy, I asked for um, our beautiful intuitive doula, doula that we know to help. Um, the new mom that's coming into the world, have a beautiful and successful and healing birth. I asked for my sister to have a a really amazing transition from Vancouver Island back home to her family here in Calgary, Alberta. I asked for my other sister to have courage and strength, um, raising her two boys in a similar situation. Uh, I asked for the health of my dogs and that um, because my dogs are so old that if they do have to pass, that they pass peacefully into the next realm. I asked for any and all hexes um, that may be placed on my family lineage or my husband's family lineage to finally just be broken and to allow us to be at one with nature and the earth. And. I really just prayed and put in a lot of what I need. I want the strength to be able to um, continue with this podcast. And I ask the universe to provide it to those who need it the most to hear it. It is an outsource. It is an ability for people to kind of completely disconnect from the reality and go into a new realm and a new reality. And something that is magical and creative and fun and and enlightening I just I want to be able to see people walk around without a mask and be able to smile again I I want the the distance between us to not mean that we can't give a a a person a hug or or a smile or a hang loose or you know anything like I want for everyone to be able to heal and and move forward and and really grow from this pandemic. And the best way I know how to give back to my community, to my earth, to my world, to my family is, is by voicing all of this crazy kooky knowledge that's inside my brain that I have always known that I've had, but was always really kind of afraid to share it. And then I passed, you know, the bowl to my husband and I asked him to make a wish for me and I don't know what it is but um I I do believe it was a good one and uh then we took that and we poured it into uh a little tiny glass ball and we poured the rest around the property and then we repeated the cycle again um with my husband, and I passed the bowl to him, and he was like, this is the weirdest thing ever, I'm not talking into this bowl, and I tried to encourage him to get his face right in there, and speak his truth, and let go of the things that he no longer needs, or no longer serves us, and he did, he was a good sport, you know, my husband is a very grizzly kind of looking guy, and, um... (sighs) truth be told you know it was a very unique experience for him he shared that it was quite weird for him and he was just kind of you know um his intention was to do it because he loves me so obviously some of those herbs worked um But anyways, and then we did the same thing with his. And we actually poured his um, down our drains in our house to cleanse down, right down to the earth, right down into where we are. And of course, all of this is eco-friendly, so there was no damage done. Um, And then we put the rest of his into a little glass-based jar, And we put corks on them. And they are right on top of our fridge right now. And we will be using them to potentially um, bring with us out to the mountains and just um, maybe even sprinkle them around have a bath in each other's potion Um, I wouldn't suggest digesting it because there is sand in there but um, and dragon's blood but the idea is is the fact that we were able to conjure up a beautiful potion Created underneath the moon and a fire and be able to bottle that up is just priceless and there is some really great um herb books out there and if any of you are looking to have a specific spell um made for you i can do that and i can also send you the details of how to do it yourself um but again, like I say, it's it can be scary for people when we're talking about witchcraft and potions and herbs and magic herbs and fairies and goblins and you know werewolves and full moons and all that stuff. But there's never been a better time to ground yourself and get a little bit more in depth and a little bit more in tune. And if you find yourself pregnant during this pandemic, um, I know really great doula and her, um, you can contact her on, uh, uh, intuitive doula and, uh, you know, and I know really, if you're feeling a little lost, I know a really great tribe that is out there and supportive and um it's called solea and we are doing a workshop on october 6th a pendulum party and we are also having a um, in-person connection um um, down at the uh, yw hub and you can find all that information too on the solea website and um it's gonna be it. It is gonna be exciting. It's gonna be on a Saturday, um, October 17th, from one to five. And again, you can look it up at Solea.com/events. Um, the Intuitive Doula. And you know what? Also, I'm gonna give a shout out to a new friend that my husband and I made called Grizzled Bear, and it is a really great. Um, uh, company that dresses men—they have a clothing line, and it looks great, and it's ex- and it's you know reasonable, and I think it would look great on any guy right now that uh, needs a little boost and a little bit of clothing, and it's all local. And the beautiful thing is, is uh, we all have to try to support each other. And the fact of the matter is, is you know I think I think if we can all put our heads together and you know wouldn't it be amazing if we could all just you know find a a giant ocean that we could all stand around and and hold hands and pray I don't know I think maybe maybe the universe would hear us and you know I know that some people are very afraid of this pandemic but it has been you know a major Eye-opening experience for people. They have had to be still. They've had to be at home. They've had to face their truth, and it. And they have to. And they've had to be in a very confined space. And my prayer and my hope and my wish and my intention is that you hear this, you pass it on to a friend. You get yourself a little potion party going. You could do it on Zoom if there's a freaking other pandemic wave. And the idea is is that it is all full of lighthearted, beautiful, fabulous energy. And you know, you don't need a lot of money to collect the things that you might need. You don't need a lot of money to collect your sacred sand or your blessed salt or your rose hips that are growing like crazy right now in the fall and beautiful leaves that you could crunch up for that extra little bit or uh, dill is a fabulous little thing that just seems to grow everywhere, even dandelions. I mean, there are so many things that nature offers us and we just have to take it. We just have to take it and enjoy it. And, you know, if you're blessed enough to have a faucet with water that you can drink from, I mean, I think I think at that point, we should really all just count our lucky stars. And as
1: hard as it is,
0: as hard as it is to be grateful for what you have when you feel down and dirty and low, you know, um, that's where we start. We have to start by just saying thanks. Thank you for my cup of coffee. Thank you for the ability to go for a walk thank you for the sun that's still shining in Calgary, alberta what a beautiful fall it has been and we are going to hang on to the sun and summer weather and you know just be grateful and um i hope you enjoyed the uh potion potion mixing blend that i kind of came up with today If you are looking for more information, you can always send me a message on my Facebook page, The Switches YYC. I also have an Instagram account now. And I do, in fact, have a website, uh, theswitches.ca. It'll bring you to The witches.store. And again, um, you know, let's support each other. Let's all get out there and um, have fun making a potion with a friend. And, you know, if you really want to be creative, you know, put some lavender, chamomile and some, and, and some rose hips. There I go again with my rose hips, you know, make it into a tea and drink it down. It's a fabulous, fabulous iced tea. You know, the uh, chamomile is not only calming, it helps to bring in and promote health. Lavender is, is one of those ones that everybody, I mean, everybody in their health knows that it's a an antiseptic and antibiotic. so if you're feeling a little rundown it's one of the best herbs that you could get into your body you don't have to use a lot of it it can be a little bit bitter and you know add add a bit of that beautiful um you know um, honey or brown sugar you know um and just have fun with it you know add some lemon in there that is going to bring out um, our beautiful beautiful moon energy you know it 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 brings us a lot of friendship and communication and um, just remember just remember to be at ease and be at peace and enjoy 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 thanks for joining me this morning this afternoon this hour on the switches i'm your host karina morning and thanks for joining me here at The Switches. Uh, This morning I wanted to talk a little bit about the simple fact that last a couple few episodes ago I talked about being the river and I talked about how we all need to really let things flow and move and go and now I want to talk about being the rock. So there are some things going on in my life right now that have created a bit of a a turmoil a place where i have to stay stern and i have to stay solid and i have to stay firm in in what i believe to be true and honest and hopefully i can be strong enough that i can be a stepping stone for that person or persons to propel into the next realm of their life with grace and with ease and I don't know if any of you have found yourself in a situation where you're witnessing something and deep down inside you have a gut feeling or gut reaction and you know what's going on isn't exactly the way that it should be going because you know that person or it's not going exactly the way um It should go based on morals or ethics or any of that stuff. And sometimes you witness this person or persons doing things and they're doing it strictly totally because they love what is going on around them and subconsciously they are full of fear and nervousness and anticipation of what's going to go on and the only thing they need right now is a solid place to land and to sit on and to be safe around but sometimes also being that really solid point is that place where you do need to stand your ground and you do need to be A rock, and you need to be giving some tough love and some real truths in order to create uh, a positive life change. And it is an interesting place to be because no one tells you uh, what is the right way to do things. Um, But you have to kind of ask yourself if what you're witnessing and what you're bearing witness to is one of those things that is uh, a morally corrupt thing or not and it's hard not to compare when you're in a situation like that it's not hard um, to hear it necessarily retain it or keep it in or be open to it but it is very difficult to be that rock It's very difficult to be stern, be steady, be truthful. And it's even more difficult to not react, to speak your truths. And if that person is the water and they just want to flow around it, you have to let them because there's not enough force to push a rock. and. It does do a lot of things when you have to be a rock. You have to really take a look, a hard look at your life and examine your life just as if they were examining yours. And even though you're maybe trying to come across from the most beautiful place of peace and love and tranquility and and trust and respect, there are just some things sometimes that you have to stand up for and say. And... Then you have to take a deep breath and look back at your life. Because there's always that saying, when you point your finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. And so currently in my life, I know there's a lot of things I need to work on. And um, consistency, focus, and trust in myself and my own judgments. And being, you know, stern and exercising my boundaries. And boundaries are really really hard to be a part of and boundaries are things that are put in place that are meant to protect you and um, you know they have boundaries at parks because they don't want you to fall off the edge or it's unsafe. They have boundaries in the nature world where you know Um, The cattails will grow on one side where it's the most moist and you know the grass will grow on the other side and then you can see it. It creates a clear definitive boundary or you know where certain trees will grow and other trees will not. There's a boundary there and for whatever reason nature has provided us with very clear uh, boundaries and we as humans walk past them all the time. But I think when you're a rock, you create your own boundary. Everything goes around you. You're solid and firm and the grass grows underneath you and around you. And sometimes it's good to be a rock. Sometimes it's good to have things just go around you and protect yourself a little bit by being solid and firm and the hope with this is that you can look at a rock and you can maybe see a picture, you can see an image, you know, if you're using a pendulum and you become more and more familiar with pendulums, and you can use those with your rock to look into what might be going on in your situation and whether you're doing the right thing or not. and. I guess there is really no guarantee how someone is going to react when you become a rock in their world or and in yours. And some people may be receiving of that information um, and some people they may not be receiving of that information. And I know from my own personal experience that um, when my closest friend uh, had to be a rock for me at one point in my life. Uh, to protect me, and protect my son, you know, there were some things going on that, you know, didn't feel right to her morally, and she stood her ground, and it was hard to hear, it was hard to be on the receiving end of that, Um, and it does feel very judgmental, and it feels very scary, and it makes you sometimes angry, but then, you know, fast forward a few years later and I have to be a rock in that relationship. And I think her reactions based on my boundaries and my rock and my moral compass, um, through her for a loop as well. And so hopefully at some point, She'll be able to receive the information um, and know that I'm there to help her. But at this time, I am staying put and firm and I am going to be a rock that waits to be sat on by her. Um, a rock that's waiting to be stepped on by her in a, in a kind, calm and, and helpful sense, not uh, manipulative or aggressive. And I think sometimes we really forget how to be a rock. We forget when to be a rock. We forget why. And the goal through this podcast this morning is to find something that is solid in your life that you can look at and to remind yourself to do a sort of moral check-in and do a moral compass check-in and ask yourself, am I Am I fully prepared to be a rock that might just sit on the side of a mountain bed, unseen, untouched, unheard for a while, and then when I'm, when the time is right and the universe provides, you know, um, that rock will be lifted, that rock will be moved, the earth will allow the water to go underneath and create a path for it to roll down. Um you know it's kind of a weird concept too. Um we use it a, a lot in shamanism um as also a way to uh journey a little bit. So when you when you see a rock, you can pick up a rock and you can stare at it and look at all the different angles and be open to what you might hear, or see in your own intuitive mind and record it and then go back and see what those little details are, what kind of symbols they have, and is there a possibility that they might open and guide you. And right now, where I stand, I stand on a rock that definitely has some uh, metal in it, some copper in it. It's a very beautiful rock. It's big, and it crumbles easy. And sometimes I feel like... Me being a rock is really hard to maintain that because I really have these lovely things inside my mind called gremlins that make me feel sometimes like I second guess my positions or I overhear someone's pain or I try to fix something that is not mine to fix And sometimes I crumble, sometimes I crumble under that pressure and it can really affect me mentally, emotionally and spiritually and physically even. And so it's time, it's time for me to wipe down and get rid of some of that compression, some of that residual resentment, some of that judgment, some of that fear. And let some parts of my rock boundary go and be open to receiving what the universe has to provide for me in that sense. And being as it is such an interesting process, this shamanistic journeying, um, witchcraft practices. Um, because we're opening ourselves up to the divine it's not always going to go the way you anticipate there are going to be curves and bumps and bruises there are going to be moments in your life that you just are like what I was totally expecting this but this happened I don't understand why Um, And a good example of that is, I don't know if you've been listening to my podcast, but I was accepted to go back to school. Everything was ready to go. October 15th, I was going to be going because of COVID and this pandemic. They've now had to push it back to January and I have to cancel my student loan and reapply (laughs) in a few months. And it's really left me wondering, do I take that opportunity to go back to school or is this my opportunity to actually sit down and focus on the gifts and natural talents that I do have? And and that's part of the crumbling of my rock is, you know, why do I have to constantly feel like if I'm not getting educated, I'm not good enough? why do I constantly have to feel um, that somebody else has to be my driving force behind my motivation and it's left me really kind of contemplating it's left me really contemplating the fact that there has been a lot of fear in and around my emotional state And, and a lot of that fear is having to be vulnerable like I am with these podcasts and the, the thing is, is when we look at fear or when we look at the fact that we need to be stable and grounded and create a universal peace within ourselves, we have to be sure that we're able to take what we are given and utilize it to the best benefits of our lives and not everybody else's life. Um, For a long time, I was constantly um, making plans and ideas and growing and trying to help others. And I have begun to realize that one of the best ways to help others is to actually help myself. Why, Why do I have that maternal sense of having to help others and ask others for help? When it doesn't, it doesn't serve me, when the real person that can help me is me. Um, you know, and it's a light bulb moment. It's a, it's, a, it's a piece of that rock crumbling off a big boulder going, hey, you don't need that part of you anymore. Let's be strong within. Let's be grounded within. Let's create some boundaries around this rock. And, um, you know, let's put it in the center of that labyrinth. And walk that labyrinth and and really feel what it is like to go through an actual emotional epiphany, an actual emotional change, and and not, que- not question it. Just try your hardest to allow yourself to, to kind of let go a little bit and to, to feel the ebbs and flows of what it feels like to be stable. And... It is kind of a weird place to be for me. To have stability in my life is a weird place for me. And I know so many people are like, why why would that be weird? That's so good. But it is weird when you're so used to moving rocks that are constantly crumbling from a mountain. But when you become when you start to become on a mountain your own mountain, and you know there's going to be pieces of you that are going to be chipped off, but when the core of you is beginning and starting to realize that you are a solid human being, and that as crazy as you may be perceived, your moral compass is on point, and your ethical compass is on point, and your boundaries are there and put in place to protect you and to stabilize you and to make you feel secure and safe. And you don't need to fight. You don't need to fight to move anymore if you're, if you're solid. You can observe the world around you. You can observe the, the, the natural gifts that are occurring within this world Um, and you can try your hardest to be grounded and stable so an exercise that I think I would really like to give a shout out to doing is go for a walk today and really don't put too much thought into it but pick up Rock, just one rock. It could be big, it could be small. And you can paint it, you can leave it in its natural form. But it is a rock that is going to represent your own inner stability, your own inner strength, your own inner boundary, your own inner guidance, your own inner courage. And Hang on to it for a week or so. You know, if you're struggling with anger, if you're struggling with resentment, if you are wanting to allow love and peace and light into your world, but it's just so hard for you because you feel like you're being fake if if you, you know, curb your curb your tongue a little bit. And I want you to take that rock and put it somewhere where you can see it every single morning i suggest buy your toothbrush if you can fit it there and while you're brushing your teeth in the morning while you're washing your face in the morning just remember that deep inside of you sure we all have work to do but the simple fact is is that we are actually stable somewhere deep inside of us we are stable and sometimes that rock crumbles and sometimes that rock chips but really if you can stop for a minute take a deep breath and look deep inside of your heart and your soul and find the one thing that lets you feel stable it it may have to resemble a rock right now <laughs> but Maybe it's the one thing in your life right now that will help you to understand and propel you into the next realm and into the next level. And all the other fictitious um, things, all of the animosity and resentment that you might be carrying and holding might just simply chip away at that rock. And um, and you want to let it. You want to you watch that rock every day. For the next 10 days and each day you say, I'm strong, I'm stable, I'm protected, I'm grounded, I have strength, I'm solid, I'm solid like this rock. And uh, thanks for joining me again this morning on the switches. I hope that my shamanic rock practice uh, is going to help propel you into the next realm of your life. I uh, do recognize I need to practice what I preach and I do know that at this point, ignorance is bliss and patience is a virtue and we all need to try very hard to be patient and a little bit ignorant to to things um, right now in order to perhaps help someone. Thanks again, guys. I hope you found this enlightening, educational, fun. Um, it was a little heavy today, uh, but I do believe that these things these things are necessary sometimes. Uh, and, uh, I will be doing a podcast a little later, I think this afternoon, um, where I'm going to be talking about symbols. And some of these symbols you can actually prep, uh, carve into your rock. Um, but you can definitely Google the symbols that um, shaman, shamans use and witchcraft use, um, and even Reiki. There's some symbols about Reiki, things like that, that you can use in order to uh, help benefit your life and your heart and yourself. Uh, join me next week also for my chat about the labyrinth. Um, and don't forget to check us out on uh, Facebook, YY, The Stitches YYC, and my Facebook page and Instagram page and website. Thanks so much. I'm your host, Karina, and I hope you got something out of this. Lots of love. Cheers. Good morning and welcome to the Switches. Good evening, good day, good night, good year, good month. I am your host, Karina Ann Poss, and I am here to tell you about the therapeutic benefits of, yes, hugging a tree. I know it doesn't seem like something that you would normally want to see someone in the forest doing, but at the end of the day, hugging a tree is one of, in fact, the most guiding and grounding experiences that you could possibly get out there nobody wants to look at somebody looking at a park hugging a tree Hmm. but there's something about it there's something about the art of hugging a tree wrapping your arms fully around the biggest 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 root of a tree the trunk Holding on to it, giving it love, asking for everything, receiving everything. Being there in the cold air, feeling the roughness of the bark and smelling the moss underneath your nose. Knowing that if you squeeze too hard, you can actually hurt yourself. And knowing if you squeeze too little, you won't get what you need pulling away and feeling the sap sticking from your face, the truth of the matter is, is there is nothing better than hugging a tree. Mother Nature is here. She is around you and she has been here forever. Hugging a tree will give you a sense of groundness, peace. And even though you may not feel another arm or two arms embrace you, you will feel the sense of peace. Beautiful love. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Remember, recycling is so important because there's nothing better than hugging a good, big, high tree. I'm Karina Amposs, and I hope you take it for what it is. Ground yourself, hug a local tree. And remember it, it only hugs you back with acceptance, love, and passion.